0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation on this fourth Sunday in Advent, taken from Matthew's Gospel, the first chapter, listen again to verses 18 and 19. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So far, our text. Stories told about a Sunday school that was putting on a Christmas pageant, and there was one little boy who wanted very much to be Joseph, when the parts were handed out another boy was given the joseph role and he was assigned to be the innkeeper well he was very unhappy about this and very jealous of the child who got to be joseph and so he began to plot his innkeeper revenge on the night of the performance mary and joseph came walking across the stage they They knocked on the door of the inn, and the innkeeper opened the door and asked them gruffly what they wanted. We'd like to have a room for the night, Joseph said. And suddenly, the innkeeper threw open the door wide and exclaimed, Great, come on in, I'm going to give you the best room in the house. (laughs) And for a few seconds, poor little Joseph didn't know what to do or say, But then he looked past the innkeeper, and he looked to the left, and he looked to the right, and then he he said to Mary, no wife of mine is going to stay in a dump like this. Come on, Mary, let's go sleep in the barn. (laughs) And the pageant was back on course, much to the consternation of our jealous innkeeper. Now, the truth is that most Sunday school little boys love to play the part of Joseph simply because it's so easy. I mean, Joseph usually only has one line to memorize, do you have any room in the inn? But did you know that this time-honored Christmas pageant phrase from Joseph, absolutely not found in God's Word. Not in the Bible. In fact, in the Bible, Joseph is biblically phraseless. The Bible does not record a single word uttered by this man ever, which makes him kind of a mysterious Christmas character. But still, you add him to your nativity scene, but but usually somewhere behind Mary and almost in the shadows. But Joseph really doesn't need words. And he doesn't need dialogue for us to understand what kind of man God chose to be the human father figure for his divine son. And there's three scenes, three scenes that I want to share with you today, three moments where Joseph's soul and his heart and his character are revealed for all to see. Scene one takes place in the days before our text. The angel Gabriel has not visited Mary yet, nor has one of God's messengers invaded Joseph's dreams. Not yet. We meet this man prior to all the Advent and Christmas hoopla, and as we meet him, we ask, Hey, Joe, what do you know? What do you know for sure? And Joseph answers, man, life is so good right now. Things are crazy down at the shop. I've got more furniture orders than Roman soldiers have fleas. And did you know that I am betrothed? Hey, there she is. There's Mary walking down the street with her girlfriends. Isn't she beautiful? You are coming to the wedding, uh, aren't you? God's been so good to me. So blessed am I. That's what I know for sure. Maybe you can relate to Joseph a little bit as you sit here in God's house this morning. And I know you've got stress this time of the year. You know, Christmas and 30 inches of snow will do that. But you know what? Things are pretty good for you as well. You're home from college now. Finals are all done. Your job's going well. The family is healthy. The kids are growing like weeds. The dog still loves you. God's been good to me, you echo, Joe. You're blessed, blessed indeed, and that's what you know for sure. But of course, that's usually when all of a sudden God, always for his own reasons, allows your life to be turned inside out and upside down a little bit to test your faith, it certainly happens to Joseph because in a single instant, his perfect world turned into the perfect mess. Scene two takes place when Mary told him. And you know what I'm talking about. Matthew says when she was found to be with child. Translation when Joseph found out about it. Maybe he noticed the baby bump beneath her robe or the breakfast bagel that she couldn't quite keep down or or maybe she just flat out gave it to him straight. Matthew doesn't give us any details of that juicy conversation. Couldn't have been pleasant or easy or fun. Don't look at me like that, Joe. I wasn't unfaithful. There's no other man, Joe. But there was this angel. And I know it's hard to believe, Joe, but God made me pregnant. Uh huh. Hey, Joe, what do you know? What do you know for sure? And now all Joseph knows is he's not the father. All Joseph knows is that his world has just imploded. His plans, his future, his reputation, probably his business too in that small town, all gone. All Joseph knows is that his heart is broken. All he knows is he doesn't know what to do or what to say to this girl who blew his world wide open with two little words, I am pregnant, that changed his life forever. But that's not all that Joseph knows, because he knows that he still loves Mary, and he knows he's going to do the right thing. Matthew tells us what? Joseph was a just and righteous man. He's godly. Mary has hurt him badly, but Joseph will please God, and he will refuse to throw Mary under the bus. In fact, Matthew says that Joseph was unwilling to put Mary to shame. Shame from the Greek word, which means to expose something or to make something a show. This man whom God chose to raise his divine son on this earth now we know is a man of unassailable faith and moral character and God-pleasing principles. He knew his life was a wreck. He knew his heart was broken. He knew that he still loved this girl, but he had no idea as to what the next day was going to bring. And that's what Joseph knows for sure. Can you relate to that? Can you remember a day when your world came apart at the seams, too? You know, Miranda Hansen of our congregation, her dad passed away two weeks ago. Many of you have gone through that. And you know what a hole that leaves in your heart and in your life. You know what she's going through. Nona Davidson, her husband, Dick, and uh, Dick uh, owns City Looks uh, down the the street here, and he's cut what's left of my hair for the past 30 years. But he had a stroke uh, earlier this month, and a couple days ago, he had to have emergency colon surgery. And maybe you've sat in the hospital next to someone dear to you yourself recently. Wade Carlson's brother. He has been dealing with cancer for what? Two years now? But the cancer is back, and now his brother is in hospice. Maybe you sat next to a loved one during their final days to. Maybe you know what Joe knows what it's like when your plans, your future, your finances, your heart, your health, your family is broken, when the only thing you know for certain is just like Joseph, you don't know what to do or what the next day will bring. Well, before we visit the final scene, Matthew does reveal something more about Joseph's character. He does so with these words. Matthew says that Joseph considered And pondered these things (laughs) that's really interesting because when Joseph's world fell apart he doesn't fall apart with it he doesn't curse Mary he doesn't curse God he doesn't blame himself he doesn't crawl into a bottle he doesn't fly off the handle and make a quick decision uh, that he will regret no he very deliberately ponders what God has allowed to happen in his life. And since we know that Joseph is a godly and righteous man, I have to think that his pondering was prayerful. So when life goes south, Joseph goes north to his God in prayer. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph was praying the night after Mary gave him the news. But there was different news on the way that night, wasn't there? While Joseph slept, the news arrived in a dream, a theophany, we theologians uh, call that. News from an angel, news from God, and scene three begins with these words from the angel to our man, Joe. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Hey, Joe, what do you know? What do you know for sure now? Joseph knows a lot of things now. The angel spilled the beans. Joseph knows that Mary told the truth. How about that? He knows that Mary was faithful both to him and to God. Joseph knows now how to say immaculate conception. He knows that he has been chosen by God to be the earthly guardian of God's Messiah, the Savior of the world. He knows that that God does have a plan for his life, and, and now what a plan it is. He knows that he can flat out trust God even when his worst day crushes him like a bug. He knows he can trust God even when he don't, doesn't know what the next day will bring. That's what Joseph knows for sure. And I know what you're thinking, Pastor It's nice that it all worked out for Joseph, but I've had difficult times too. And I don't remember being visited by an angel to help me out when I was hurting. True enough. I'll give you that. But just like Joseph, you have been visited by the word of God. Maybe it didn't come from an angel. But you don't need an angel to remind you that God loves you, that God has a plan for you, that God has promised to always have your back and will get you through this life all the way to the life to come. Open your Bible. Listen to what God has to say to you. Read his promises. They're in there. Underline them, memorize them, write them down because those promises are for you. And don't forget that what the angel promised Mary and Joseph, as outlandish as it was, came true. The virgin conceives, the Son of God born. He lives his perfect life. He climbs upon the cross. He shatters the grave. He lives forever and all for you. All for your forgiveness. All so that you can wave bye-bye to this veil of tears and pain one day and replace it with a mansion where you'll never cry again. You've got God's promises right now to give you hope when it seems hopeless to give you dry ground when the waters rise, to give you a, a firm foundation to stand upon, and to give you strength the next time your world falls apart, and it will. Hey, Joe, what do you know? What do you know for sure? And he does know a few things now. Mary's faithful. God is faithful. That little boy in the straw, he will be faithful. Faithful in life. Faithful in death. Faithful in rising. Faithful in forgiving. Faithful in giving out eternal life. That's what Joe knows. It's what he knows for sure. What about you? What do you know for sure? Amen. And the peace in Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.